This ESPN Chicago podcast is brought to you by Cover 5, the free-to-play sports game. This week, Cover 5 is giving you a shot at $50,000. How? Download the Cover 5 app or go to Cover5.com. Pick five games against the spread. And in week five, if you make the perfect five picks, you win $50,000. Cover5.com. Welcome into another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. Always alongside Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Woodon ESPN 1000. And I hope you were following him last week and listened to our episode last week because we gave out some winners. Jordan, it was a great weekend for the UFC fight night. Some good fights. And more importantly, some cash bets. It certainly was. Five and one if you tallied the picks via Fat Jack Sports. And several of them, which we basically gave out for free Mm -hmm. on this podcast. And what happens is because we record this podcast so earlier uh, in the week, I don't really remember you know, which ones I talk about on the podcast and then which ones I give out as part of the Fat Jack Sports service. That's why it pays to listen to the podcast. Well, yeah, listen, we're not on Patreon. This isn't a, you're not going to pay for this podcast. This is free. This is on the ESPN exactly. Chicago app. This is great. Wherever you get your podcast, wherever they're sold. But this one's a free one. And we're handing out free winners sometimes. Last week was a good week. Let's hope we can continue it. What, what's really fun is, and I was just talking about this uh, with our new director of marketing, uh, Maggie. She was talking about, like, why I like mixed martial arts. And mm-hmm. I was talking about the history of it. But, like, mm-hmm. it's a struggle for me at times now to watch it because I can't appreciate a fight as much as I used to mm. because now I have so much financial obligation to the fight and the way that the fight's supposed to play out. So yeah. I don't love it as much. But like in the case with Jan and Mackenzie Dern last week, that f- fight played out to a T yeah. how I said it was going to play out. Well, see, I that feel made like me feel good. that's like rooting for an over in an NFL or college football game. Like when you give out an over in rounds, you're like take over and a half, over a round and a half or over two and a half rounds. You're rooting for a good fight, Right. Because you want the fight to go long. Like, you want a good back-and-forth fight. Like, knockouts are great to see, but they're only a split second. You know what I mean? Like, usually, like, remember, like, okay, so I always compare this to when Mike Tyson was fighting. And people would spend $60 on a pay-per-view, and the fight was, like, 45 seconds. Right. Right? Like, you're spending that much money on a pay-per-view, and I get it. There's other fights and that kind of stuff. But you want to see Mike Tyson. And the dude is knocking guys out in the first and second round. So it's really not the bang for your buck. But if you're betting on an over in college football or an over in the NFL, you're like, I want to see a shootout. I want to see some great stuff. Like, I want to see Patrick Mahomes against Justin Herbert. Like, I want back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. No one likes watching the Bears in the defense. Like, no one wants to see that. No one wants to see the heavyweights lay on top of each other for five rounds. Well, I right? do if I have the over. You do if you have the over. <laughs> That's, That's the, the point. You're like, yeah, stay down. Stay, stay down. down. Don't go after him. Exactly. So I feel like you can root for good fights while still having a financial outcome. Like, I want this fight to go the distance, or I want this guy by decision because I want to see this fight go all five rounds because that means, traditionally, it's a good fight, hopefully. Unless it's just heavy dudes laying on each other. <laughs> then it's not. Then it's not. Yeah, I mean, but again, it's, it's changed the way. It has changed the yeah. way wholeheartedly how I look at the fights, but it's fine. Like I said, we had a good week last week. 
we're off this week. No fights to talk about, but mm-hmm. there's plenty uh, of ones that we're looking forward to. And once again, Jan just delivered it. Also, oh, yeah. like, also cashing in as the dog, as we talked Absolutely. about. Absolutely. That was great. So let's uh, we'll get into a few of these uh, next few pay-per-views real quick. We'll have full breakdown for you of UFC Fight Night next week. And then the week after that, it's the big one. It's UFC 280, Oliveira against Makachev. And then eventually we're going to get to UFC 281, which you like even more than UFC 280 is what you've been telling me. But we've got a decent fight night coming up next week on October 15th, Alexa Grasso against Vivian Araujo. And that should be a, a good fight. But then you've also got Cub Swanson on this. Uh, you've got Oscar Oskarov on this, on this card as well. Jordan Wright's on this card. So you've got some decent fighters on this fight, on this card that should be good, right? Look at you, bringing out the Beverly Hills Ninja, hey, Jordan Wright. I, hey, man, I, I've, I've, been, I've been doing this with you long enough long now enough where now. Like, I start to, I'm like, I know these guys. Neil Magny's on this fight, we, on this card. We've talked about him before. I love it. I love, I love seeing you in the halls of ESPN Chicago, and you've got a big smile on your face. You're like, I recognize like seven guys on this card. It's great. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you right off the bat, that Jordan Wright uh, and Durko Tavorovich uh, fight card fight, uh, play the under. Both of those, one of those dudes is getting finished. Love finished it. pretty early. Jordan Wright's notorious for not being able to get out of uh, the first round, round and a half. You mentioned Cub Swanson. That dude should be in the Hall of Fame. He's been fighting forever. He's now mm-hmm. jumping down in weight. Yeah, because this is his debut and it's a co-made event. Uh, he's going to lose to Jonathan Martinez. I just don't think that, that Cub Swanson changing weight classes at this point in career. Jonathan Martinez right now is a $1.72 favorite at FanDuel. I grabbed that. I think Jonathan Martinez shouldn't struggle too much with what Cub Swanson has to offer. And then what about the main event in that one, Alexa Grasso against Vivian Araujo? I, I think that's a toss-up. I, I, I view that more as a pick I think Alexa Grasso is just the yeah, heavy favorite. because yeah, yeah, because I think she's a little bit more popular. I, I think that should be a lot closer. The one actually I'm looking at, I'm surprised it's not the co-main event, it's the flyweights. Oscar Oskarov and Brandon Royval. Yeah. I love Brandon Royval. That dude has cashed multiple times for me as an underdog. And I think because of his scrambling ability, his finishing rate, and he'll have the advantage on the feet, I don't think the wrestling is going to be... Uh, enough from Askarov to really, uh, you know, stop Brandon Royvel and what he's going to want to do inside the octagon. So, as the dog mm. at that plus money, almost two to one, plus one seventy six right now, currently at FanDuel, I like Brandon Royvel in Ooh, that spot. The dogs are barking next mm-hmm. week. I love it. I love it. So we'll get more into that one. Next week, we've got UFC 280 coming up on October 22nd. If you missed our conversation with Bilal Muhammad, who is uh, he, he's he's headlining the prelims. Well, he's he's, he's main, main event of the prelims. That should be a fight that's on the main card. To me, he's established himself enough that he should be on the main card to me. And I'm not just saying it because he's friends of the podcast, but like that should be a, ma- a main card fight to me. Like I'm glad if you've got ESPN+. Plus, you don't have to pay any extra money to see it. Like, you can just watch it. You don't have to pay for the pay-per-view if you don't want to. You can watch that fight. I think we're both thinking that Bilal's going to win that fight against Sean Brady. At least you said it to him. <laughs> I said it to him, and I still say it again. And now he's gone down. He's now plus 118. He was plus 120 when we talked to him a week yeah. ago. Look, the UFC, I'll, I'll, play, I'll play devil's advocate. The UFC, at times, in a big pay-per-view, puts a showcase fight on the prelims to get yeah. those last-minute purchases for the pay-per-view. That's, the, that's really the likelihood why Bilal Muhammad and Sean Brady are in that spot compared to uh, Caitlin Chikagian uh, and, and Manu Fjord. So, uh, but 
either way, both of those fights that I just mentioned are going to be fantastic. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's a, it's a great card. But yeah, I don't think there were some holes in Sean Brady's game. And Bowell talked about it on the stand up portion that if Sean Brady can't get the fight to the ground, he's going to struggle. And against a guy with outstanding takedown defense, great wrestling in his own right, and then obviously an ever improving, ever evolving boxing. Uh, and striking game. Boel Muhammad as the underdog right now, I think, is certainly worth it. I think he hands Sean Brady his first Well, loss. and if you've been following, uh, you know, Boel Muhammad on his social media, on his Instagram, he's been training with the best. Yeah. On the ground. Mm-hmm. Grappling with the best. So, I mean, you've got, he's been out there, he's already out there, and he's learning on the job, essentially, how to defend that wrestling should it go to the ground. Yes. And so I think that'll help him a lot. It certainly will. He's going to be able to get off of his back, training with Habib Nurmagomedov, mm-hmm. and certainly Islam Makachev is, is also preparing in that camp as well. Yeah, Bilal did the smart thing. He talked about it last week on the podcast, why he went to Abu Dhabi several weeks before the fight to get acclimated uh, to the time difference, to get acclimated to the climate so he could get his body getting the proper rest, waking up for training, and then, you know, calling and prank calling his family and telling them that he's going to put them through the rigors come Thanksgiving <laughs> uh, certainly afterwards. But, yeah, it was a smart strategy by Bilal Muhammad. I'm not sure what Sean Brady has done. He's a smart guy. I'm sure he's likely over there already as well for preparing in Abu Dhabi. But I think it's a tough matchup and tall task, and Bilal Muhammad's got to fight him because nobody else would. And then one dude, I, listen, I, I, I don't like being the old guy in the room, but I will be the old guy in the room. I don't like Sugar Sean O'Malley. I hope he gets knocked out. I think I don't like his social media antics. I don't like his 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 pink hair. I think it's stupid. I think he, I wanted to get punched in the face. I wanted to get punched in the face. That's what I want. Yeah, I wanted I to get punched. Li- in the face. I would really like to see that. I would like he's he's a plus two fifty underdog to Peter Yan. I think he'll. I mean, obviously, I think that uh, he might get finished <laughs> finish being those kind of odds. I just don't like him. I don't know why. I just don't like his bit. I don't his like bit, his bit is played. And, and like fact, I like Taddy the Baddie's bit. I like their I like their bits because he seems like a normal guy. This guy just seems like a douche. He's a douche, and he doesn't he doesn't acknowledge the fact that he lost to Marlon Vera. He doesn't mm-hmm. acknowledge that he's no longer an undefeated fighter. And I could get it. maybe you throw that argument out if you're John Jones, who guy who has a DQ on his record as in a fight that he was absolutely smashing Brandon Vera, but he got called for a 12-6 illegal elbow, and that that's the only blemish. You lost via strikes, and then you got knocked out in that fight against Marlon Vera. So, I, I, a you can't, uh, you know, have that as part of your, as part of your personality. But the thing I worry, I, I hope he gets knocked out, and I'm not going to play <laughs> Sean O'Malley. But no. Peter Yan is an emotional fighter. He is, and he's seen that at time get the best of him. The Algernon Sterling fight when he lost, he was DQ'd for throwing an illegal strike. Emotions got the best of Peter Yan. If he if he remains. In his element, he's going to win this fight handily. Likely be a decision. Maybe he knocks him out. Um, but I just worry. Just don't let sh- the sugar show get in your head, yes. Peter Jan, and then you could be in trouble because the length is going to be and the power's there for oh, Sean yeah. O'Malley for sure. He's just so He's annoying. a dangerous fighter. Yeah, he is He is annoying. Speaking of Aljamain Sterling, he's putting up his title on the line against TJ Dillashaw. Uh, just quick overview. What do you think of these two title fights? Because then we've got Charles Oliveira and Islam Makachev scoring off in the main event. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a big fan of, uh, of Aljamain Sterling. I think that he is the rightful champion in the Bantamweight division. The footwork and the power of TJ Dillashaw is certainly going to be on display. He's got very good wrestling as well. But I think just how unorthodox Aljamain Sterling is, he has ever-evolving striking, and the fact that he's got a unique way of, of going for takedowns, I'm going to like him in this fight. 
I'd like the the money to come down a little bit on him to to have it be a more of a pick him. He's a dollar sixty six favorite mm-hmm. right now according to FanDuel. I think he wins the fight. I think Sterling is a special fighter. He comes from a great camp. Sarah Longo, Matt Sarah, the former champion. We talked about his upset over GSP way back in the day. It's a great camp. He's got Marab Divishvili also in that corner, so he's training with some of the best guys in that division. I think he wins the fight, but I'd like the value to come down a little bit more on him before I play him. Yeah, and then the main event, you've got Charles Oliveira against Islam Makachev. Makachev minus 175 right now. Oliveira has the belt, but he is a plus 150 underdog in this title fight. Now, here's the thing. This fight opened up immediately at plus 220 for Charles Oliveira, and I grabbed it. Right off the bat, how can you... How can you just disrespect a guy that, that has had the career that he's had and now where he is as, as, as the champion? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've seen what he did. He just walked through Dustin Poirier. He walked through Michael Chandler. He walked through Tony Ferguson, and he became the champion. Uh, Islam Makhachev hasn't shown me. He, he, he's Yes, he's known as Habib 2.0, but like if you look at the resume of fighters, they're not on the level of a Charles Oliveira. And I get that Makhachev is going to, Wanted to get this fight to the ground immediately. Okay. I mean, Charles Over has probably the best guard we've ever seen, or mm-hmm. maybe since Hoist Gracie. Uh, and the guy hunts for submissions and his ever-evolving Muay Thai. I am playing Charles Oliver until he loses. Ooh. And he might lose this fight because Islam Makachev is supposed to be pretty special. But I don't think he's special enough to... To be overwhelmed, to overwhelm Charles Oliveira, even though Oliveira's, you know, he's got like what twelve losses on his on his record. I mean, the dude's lost. Like he he got knocked out by Cub Swanson, who's yeah. you know uh, we just talked about him in the co-main event, making mm-hmm. another weight class journeyman. Charles Oliveira is one of the best we've ever seen, and I think he he proves it again. And, and as an underdog, you got to play him up now. You do. Well, yeah, you, I mean, you got it at plus two twenty, but you can get it now still at plus one fifty. Any plus money is good money. So. Yeah, Charles Oliveira, that's in a couple of weeks here. Uh, UFC 280 that will be taking place in Abu Dhabi. Uh, the main card starts at 1 o'clock. Just remember Is that. Is that right? That's what Is it that says. Right? I am on ESPN.com. I, trusted source for me. The main event says prelims 9 a.m., main card 1 p.m. I'm traveling to Colorado that day. I think my flight's at 2.30. Okay, can I just say this then? Can I just say this to, yeah. to the you? And I understand that ESPN, we are ESPN radio or the espn chicago app i get it why are you doing this up against college football why are you doing this during the day against college football well you're gonna have college football no matter the the day the time no i understand that but if you have it at night the casual college football fan is done by the time your main event starts like your main event in the ufc in vegas or wherever doesn't usually start until 10 30 right by then the casual college football fan who's more flipping around and not like, you know, just sitting there watching all of it like I am until Oregon's done it at 1 a.m. Right. They're done by the time the ABC game is over at 10 30, 11 o'clock. So they're more likely to maybe switch over or to buy that pay per view or whatever. And so I, I don't know. I just don't like it. I just don't. I, as someone, especially since most of these college football games are on the property of ESPN, it's kind of counterintuitive. To have these going on at the same time, but whatever. 
I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Dana White for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I got no argument against it. I, I yeah. feel the same way as you. Now, just realizing that, I thought I was going to be able to be able to land in Colorado. We just uh, buy the and, Wi-Fi. And, and, and ex- yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to be watching it on uh, on the plane, which is fine. I there will. Yeah, that's what I'll do. But I'd rather not. I'd rather be in front of you know, you know ATV and not having to worry about renting a car and driving you know yeah, to, from the airport to the hotel. So well, you just set you set your bets and forget it, and then open up your account and be like, look, I want a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how it's going to go, right? Exactly. And then we fast forward a month, November twelfth, Adesanya against Pereira. UFC 281, Israel Adesanya against Alex Pereira. This should be a great one. You said you like this one better. You said this to me in the hallways here. You like this one better than UFC 280. I mean, you've got Carlos Barza fighting. You've got Dustin Poirier fighting, not each other. But they're on the same card. And then even in the prelims, I like her. You don't, I just like the personality. You're going to fade her. Meatball model McCann. McCann is fighting against Aaron uh, Blanchfield. So you've got a bunch of good fights, a bunch of big names on this card here for uh, Ryan Spann is fighting. We talked about him. Uh, and you've got a bunch of good fights here for UFC 281 in just about six weeks here. And that takes place. You don't have to worry about that one. That's when met in Madison Square Garden in New York. So that's a normal pay-per-view time of 9 o'clock for your main card there uh, for UFC 281. Anything kind of just... There's not a lot of odds out for these right now. The main event, Adesanya, is minus 170 against Alex Pereira, who's plus 145. Uh, You've got Dustin Poirier is minus 160 against Michael Chandler. He's plus 135. And that's kind of it as far as the odds because it's so far in advance. You're still six weeks away from this fight. You are still six weeks away, but Alex Pereira, I mean, I was fading him against Sean Strickland. He proved me wrong because he's got a lightning bolt for a left hand. This is a guy that's seen Israel Adesanya, albeit it was in a different sport, but he did knock him out. Uh, so Israel Adesanya is going to have to come with some wrestling, and that okay. means that he's going to have to come with something that he's never done before inside the octagon. And that worries me, that if we're going to have a kickboxing battle and Alex Pereira is not going to have to worry about the takedowns like he has had to do against Bruno Silva. You know I was fading him against Bruno Silva. Fading him against Sean Strickland because Strickland could work on the takedowns. That's a problem. And Alex Pereira is a beast, an absolute beast. I don't know how he cuts to 185, but he does. Take a leg out. Yeah, take a leg out. Uh, so Alex Pereira right now is my play at plus 140. Ooh, I the think dogs he, are barking yeah, again. He upsets and now, Israel Adesanya. And look, I know you want to fade her of Molly McCann. I know you want to fade I her. I do. I really do want but, to fade but her. But let me, set th- let me set this up for you. She's a grinder, okay? Yep. And... This is basically going to be, I know she's English, but this is basically could be home uh, cage advantage. Oh, yeah. Because she's going to have the barstool barstool guys guys behind her Mm -hmm. because this is in New York. And there's just something to me about the hype around her. And she feeds off of that. Well, it's going to be different, though. She's not in Europe now. I know. She doesn't have a European fan. I understand. And she's fighting an American, and I I get that. She's fighting an American, and now she's fighting someone that's got some legit credentials. I mean, Erin Blanchfield's 9 1 in 10 fights. Uh, She beat Miranda Miranda Maverick, who I would favor heavily over uh, um, Meatball Molly. Then she just submitted JJ Aldridge. I mean, Aaron Blanchfield's going to be a legit test for Molly McCann, which is why I don't think you see those a lot of those viral videos as you saw her prior to the last fight. Uh, she's training. She knows she has her hands full uh, in this one. But this will be a big one. This is an opportunity. She'll 
I think she's going to be on the main card of the pay-per-view. She probably should. Um, big opportunity for her to she's win. She's listed as in the prelims right now. Like, that could all change. Yeah. But she's listed in the prelims on ESPN.com right now. I don't know. I might have to fade you on that one. I know it's not something I'm supposed to be doing here. I'm supposed to be trusting you. You're the trusted source. I'm just setting you up here. Uh, but, I mean, there's just something about the hype. That, and she's going to have, all, like, I think half more than half the crowd is going to be supporting her, even though she is English and she's fighting an American. Yeah. I still think that most of the, and I don't know, there's just something, there's something charismatic about her. She just seems like a normal, like, like all these fighters just seem, some of them seem like normal people who just happen to punch people in the face for a living. She seems like one of those people. Like, I want to get a drink with her. Like, I want to, like, hang out and just be like, all right, let's party. Like, let's do this. Please. More You're, public money. on More public yeah, money on fine. Meatball Molly. That's bring fine. It, bring you, it, love it. It. you love to hear that. And I yeah. might be, well, that's fine. Fade the public. That's fine. But I don't know. Her and Patty, like, they just seem like, like good people, and I just want to, you know, hang out with them and watch them punch people in the face, like, and, and eat a bunch of stuff with Patty. Like, I won't feel bad eating with Patty because he's going to eat more than I am, especially after a fight. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with him two months before a fight, but after a after fight, after a fight, after a fight, great. when he looks like he puts on twenty pounds in a day, yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Anything else on this card that kind of jumps out to you? Well, I think obviously the Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler fight yeah. will be extremely interesting. Both of those guys, high-level lightweights. Both guys typically usually one fight away from, from getting back into title contention. I think the play has to be Dustin Poirier. Michael Chandler just hasn't been successful against the top tier of the UFC lightweights. I mean, he beat Dan Hooker. Uh, he beat Tony Ferguson. Those guys are not at the top of the heap at the 155. Dustin Poirier is. Mm-hmm. He's minus 160 right now, so maybe, I don't know, that might go up between now and then, uh, before then. So that is our preview, UFC 281, a quick look at UFC 280. And, of course, we will have a full preview of the next UFC fight night next week on the Unnamed MMA Podcast. He's Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at WoodonESPN1000. I'm Adam Abdallah. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. We'll talk to you next week on another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast.